welcome to Comedia del Cinema. I'm one of your hosts, Emily Walborn. I'm Jordan Wold. And today we are talking Forgetting Sarah Marshall, the next movie in our Judd Apatel An little ap- yeah. series, Apatel production series. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a more fitting way to do it. Um, we we did for, uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin last week, so mm-hmm. now we're moving on a few years into the cycle. Three years later, two, we're in 2008, and it is April, and Forgetting Sarah Marshall has just come out. Mm-hmm. The Democratic primary is still neck and neck, according to Hillary Clinton. But, uh, <laughs> Barack Obama has pulled a sizable lead, and it doesn't appear as though the Clinton campaign will be able to narrow that gap. Wow, big year. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the movies that came out that year. Yeah. Okay. Comedy-wise, great year. Yeah. You got uh, a lot of other Apatow productions-related movies later in the mm-hmm. year. Step Brothers, Pineapple Express are huge ones. Tropic Thunder was was a big a big one. Also, which came out I believe the week after Pineapple Express. Get Smart, which I liked mm-hmm. a lot when it came out. I haven't seen it since, mm-hmm. but. Uh, on the classier side, you got In Bruges. Mm-hmm. You've also got uh, some absolute dreck. Uh, Meet the Spartans and Disaster <laughs> Movie came out six months apart. Uh, we got some more just classic rom-coms, 27 Dresses. We got some that are a little raunchier, like House Bunny, Don't Mess With the Zohan. <laughs> All co-written by Judd Apatow. Wow, this year, Horton, Here's a Who, Bolt, and Wally came out. Mm-hmm. Wow, uh, yeah, this is a good movie, a good year for uh, movies. It looks like there must have been a comedy coming out every other week. Uh, that's what it seems like. Theaters. Mama Mia, Marley and Me, uh, Zach and Mary make a porno, Baby Mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that movie. That's funny. Um, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Yeah. Role, Role models. models. Pretty good. <laughs> yes, man. Mm-hmm. I mean... A pretty different list than the 2005 list, honestly. You can really see the mm-hmm. success of 40-Year-Old Virgin yeah. as an R-rated comedy that mm-hmm. did really well in the box office directly impacted these movies oh, that yeah. are coming out this year that are a lot of more R-rated, raunchier. Yeah, there was like a dozen of them. And what did our dog just do? Did he just drink your water? <laughs> yeah, he just That's... drank out of my water cup. He likes to pull power moves like that. Um, yeah, like, not only are many of those movies Apatow Productions mm-hmm. movies, like, Pineapple Express followed by Step Brothers, mm-hmm. or vice versa, actually. That's kind of insane. Now it's three and to five And there's another years. Seth movie, Zach and Mary make a porno. Mm-hmm. Role Models, which isn't Judd, but is David Wayne of the state, Wet Hot and all that, mm-hmm. starring Paul Rudd. Yeah. So, and Jane Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> May so, not be a... So two of our, our big cast members from 40-Year-Old Virgin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a pretty a pretty evident cycle of movies that were either directly influenced by 40-Year-Old Virgin or were able to get made because... Because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I Tropic Thunder, I think especially Thunder, Tropic Thunder. That is a movie that is pretty almost high concept for a comedy movie in a mm-hmm. way. Just kind of like a weird concept. In the way that 40-Year-Old mm-hmm. Virgin also is kind of premise mm-hmm. based It's almost surprising to me that Judd didn't produce Tropic Thunder. 
You would think so. I mean, I kind of feel like Ben Stiller is... I don't know if he's ever been in any Judd movies, but he feels yeah. Judd adjacent to me. Well, they did... Um, Judd, he was uncredited, but um, Judd basically rewrote The Cable Guy for Ben Stiller oh, okay. and Jim Carrey. And I believe Judd's first big job was show running the Ben Stiller show or writing oh, okay. on that. So yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty yeah, tight. They're closely linked. Mm-hmm. So this movie, like our last movie, is a directorial debut mm-hmm. for Nicholas Stoller. Yeah, the goat. <laughs> <laughs> for you, absolutely. Well, Your favorite. I, I joke, but he's, I, he's a frequently very good director who happens to have made some of my favorite movies. He has made some some not great stuff as well. But. Well, I thought it was interesting. I was looking at his list of credits. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, this is his first time directing. Mm-hmm. And then from here, he goes on to Get Him to the Greek, which is a sequel to mm-hmm. this movie in a way. Yeah. Five-year engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, he does some other collaborations with Jason Siegel mm-hmm. with the Muppet movies. and Yeah, they wrote that to, they wrote to, to, uh, and together. And he was a producer on those. Mm-hmm. He... He more he directs like the Neighbors franchise. Mm-hmm. He does the Grinder TV series. He mm-hmm. directs some of that. Some yeah. of friends um, from college. Which he created with his wife. Oh yeah. yeah, and then directed the Storks movie, and then like a follow up Pigeons movie. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of involvement in either writing or directing animated CG movies nowadays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A producer on DC Super Pets. And then he kind of he returns back to the Judd world with Bros, which mm-hmm. came out this year with yeah. Billy Eichner. And maybe now he will segue back out of the <laughs> Judd world. His yeah. um, next big project, I believe, is a, an Apple TV Plus sitcom starring Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. So, oh. you know, returning to the neighbors. Is, well. it, is, is it based on their neighbors' characters or no? No, it's called Platonic, and I think it's about... I think it'll be more when Harry met Sally esque. Oh, I love that. I can't wait for that. Mm-hmm. I love Rose Byrne, which we'll get to talk about next week, which I'm very excited mm-hmm. about. She is a great comedic talent that she I is. think is really undervalued as a comedic actress. Yeah. Well, and she also, her first big comedic breakout is in the sequel spinoff to this movie. Oh, okay. That's Jackie Q. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't have a great memory of Get Him to the Greek. That's it's been fair. a while. Yeah. What else about Nicholas Stoller? Nicholas Stoller, he and Judd um, met on Undeclared. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stoller was writing on that. He seemed to be a pretty big comedy writer mm-hmm. and screenwriter kind of before he got really into the directing and and then now kind of has moved into more animated stuff. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, he wrote some Jim Carrey movies. He wrote Yes Man, I believe. Yeah. Or I no, so. uh, no, Fun with Dick and Jane. Yeah. Which Judd also wrote. I think he wrote. wrote another Jim Carrey movie, too. Huh. Yeah, he's a big writer. Uh, he has a pretty impressive list of credits, honestly. Yeah, quite in, impressive. In terms of producing, writing, and directing, it's it's very impressive. Especially considering, get this, he went to a little school called Harvard. I haven't and, heard of that. And Where he made it? it anyway. Where is it? Is that it's in? Is it near Boston? In Boston? It's kind of like Emerson casts a large shadow. Uh huh. Of course. Um, but Harvard is just on the outside of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like a little small school. Mm-hmm. 
uh, he said that Judd Apatow was very involved mm. with the forgetting Sarah Marshall, especially in the casting process and the development of the script, which I think mm-hmm. for like first time kind of mm-hmm. movie collaborator collaborators with Judd, that makes sense that he would kind of have more of a heavy hand in shaping the movie. Yeah, absolutely. This movie partially comes out of out of uh, Jason Siegel not getting cast in 40-Year-Old Virgin with Judd saying, like, okay, hey, sorry, can't get you in that. But, you know, if you've got something, mm-hmm. uh, let's work on it together. Yeah. And Siegel writes this movie, presumably, uh, you know, in his first season or near the end of his first season at uh, How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. The script draft I read was about halfway through filming of that season. Okay. So it seems like he's taking advantage of the fact that he's back in the the limelight a bit. Yeah. Yeah, they said that this script, there's a lot of improv, as is usual with Judd's movies, that it's about 60 to 70% scripted, mm-hmm. and then the rest is improv. That's, that's about right. There was IRL, a Dracula musical, that Siegel had written. I don't really? know if you saw this. No. Uh, yeah, that was all a real musical. Jason Siegel had worked on several years earlier, and he showed it to Judd, and Judd said, don't show this to anybody. <laughs> uh, oh, it's so cute, though. I agree. But then, you know, Judd obviously changed his mind. One thing that I think Nicholas Stoller said said somewhere um, was that his advice to Jason Siegel in the writing was, write it as a drama, and we'll add the jokes in later which i think you can really feel with this movie yeah. it's like very very funny but the comedy isn't driving the story along no unlike 40 year old virgin where the improv and the jokes are kind of at the forefront mm-hmm. all the time this is more emotional character driven mm-hmm. which i think makes sense since it's closer to what would be a more straight rom-com mm-hmm. yeah that's that's absolutely true some some interesting notes from from the script the the Aldous snow character mm-hmm. um which ends up being played by russell brand um is an actor writer named william pentley um that part was written for charlie hunnam who hmm. was on undeclared oh okay but he didn't want to do it um there are also several dak shepherd references um about Kristen Bell's character, like, oh, is she fucking Dak Shepard? Really? Uh, which, as at the time of writing, was like a full year plus before they got together. Which is wow, yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah, that's quite funny. Yeah, Jason Siegel. I think this is his first kind of big thing that he writes. Mm-hmm. He wrote all the music with another guy, Lyle Workman. Hmm. Yeah, including the dracula songs Mm -hmm. it came so this movie comes out like right in the middle of how i met your mother's Mm -hmm. long long run yeah comes out near the end of season three yeah yeah of nine seasons quite Mm -hmm. a long run i watched an interview with him on the view and he is such a sweet man (laughs) he he said that he he, well, he was there promoting his YA novels that oh, yeah. he writes. Yeah. And he said that when he was 33, after How I Met Your Mother mm-hmm. ended, 
which I'm actually surprised he was that young after how much your mother yeah, did because crazy. Cause <laughs> he was on it forever. Yeah, almost ten years. But he he realized he hadn't done a personal check in with himself mm-hmm. in like over ten years. Oh wow! And so he decided to figure out what he was what he wanted to do. He realized he was still at thirty three writing things like forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm-hmm. But realized, you know, I am a grown man. I'm not afraid of women right. anymore. Right. So maybe I should stop writing these right. kinds like of things. Right, like sex tape. Yeah. yeah. So he um, he left LA. Mm-hmm. And he's in he lives in Ohio or something, right? Oh, does he? I okay, think so in, he's still in California. Well, I don't know. It's not Ohio, but I think it's like a small town. Okay. Well, yeah. So he's out of LA, and yeah. and he just has been trying to just make things that he really likes mm-hmm. like his books and movies and that yeah. he cares about he made i think an amc mystery series oh cool that he acts in with sally field that's a good get mm-hmm. do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about what the movie is in case you know well if you don't know what the hell have you been living under a rock since 2008 it's um <laughs> it's a pretty pretty straightforward rom-com but it's more about the breakup uh, of a couple, and later on it follows, you know, Jason Siegel getting with Mila Kunis. But basically, Jason Siegel is Peter Bretter. He is a semi-successful television composer uh, who writes music for his girlfriend Sarah Marshall's crime procedural. She dumps him. He's in the in the nude. Um, we see Jason Siegel's penis at least five times in this movie. Um, or it's at least implied. Right. We don't necessarily see it, mm-hmm. but he is fully naked. Yeah. At least five times, yes. Yeah. Uh, in an attempt to get over Sarah Marshall, he goes to Hawaii on vacation, only to find out that she's there with her new guy, uh, Aldous Snow, the rock star, played by Russell Brand. He's given a fancy suite because uh, Mila Kunis feels so horrible for him. And he eventually starts to get over her while meeting characters such as Paul Rudd's surf instructor character. Uh, Jonah Hill as the maitre d' who's obsessed with, with Russell Brand's character. You got Jack McBrayer and Maria Thayer as a very Christian couple trying to trying to have sex and not having a lot of success in doing that. You know, it's a pretty character-focused rom-com, but you've got a lot of the classic Judd staples of big comedic ensemble as well. And and uh, quite a few comedic set pieces, mm-hmm. too. The most famous one... I feel like every Judd or Judd-adjacent movie has one really famous comedic set piece in it. Mm-hmm. With 40-Year-Old Virgin, it was the chest waxing mm-hmm. scene. And in this movie, it's the naked breakup scene. Yeah, which Jason Segel says is something that really happened. It, yeah, yeah, he said it is something that happened. He talked about it on the View. Wow. Whoopi couldn't believe it. Wow. But apparently, halfway through, <laughs> when in real life, and they had put this in the scene, um, but it didn't make it in the movie. Halfway through getting broken up with, while he was naked he decided to go put on clothes and so then he had to try to figure out what to wear for a second half of a breakup and so he decided to put on her 
her favorite outfit of his to make her feel even worse. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but they realized that it kind of wasn't doing anything in the scene, yeah. so they cut it. That's fair. Um, kind of along similar lines, it's interesting how much this movie, um, and it's something Judd movies do a lot, but kind of use meta meta aspects mm-hmm. in, a, in a kind of subtle way, like the, the Russell Brand character written completely differently, written to reflect the original actor, Charlie Hunnam. When they cast Russell Brand, that character becomes completely rewritten to basically be Russell Brand, especially mm-hmm. in terms of the character being sober several years at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of being a famous rock star, Russell Brand was at the time quite a popular stand-up known for having a pretty similar attitude and vibe with his fans. Kristen Bell was a big TV star at the time. She filmed the scene where uh, her show in the Sarah Marshall universe gets canceled one day after finding out Veronica Mars was canceled. Really? Yeah. And of course, there, there's a lot that could be said about Jason Siegel's character doing not real composer work which could be similar to Jason Siegel not being incredibly happy doing broad sitcom acting on How I Met Your Mother. It's it's interesting. It's almost the next... Sorry about my coffee slurp. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's almost the next step in that hallmark of Judd movies where they tailor the characters to the actors. Mm-hmm. So in 40 Old Virgin, it was... They tailored all of the characters to the comedic sensibilities of their cast. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, it's almost kind of a next step of we're doing that, but we're also using who these actors are to kind of make a point about them in mm-hmm. a way. Because, you know, Veronica Mars was a very kind of soapy, mm-hmm. dramatic procedural procedural yeah. show and so then it's you know it adds a layer to Kristen Bell's character that Kristen Bell played that and then Sarah Marshall also plays that mm-hmm. yeah in the script the maitre d character played by Jonah Hill has maybe five or six lines uh, throughout the whole thing <laughs> so it's clear that was was mostly added by Jonah same with um the Jack McBrayer and Maria Thayer couple they're barely in the script at all, and they're very different. So it's obvious that that they took advantage of who these comedic actors were and almost let them co-create the characters, which really works for this movie. Yeah. Jack McBrayer and... Uh, Maria Thayer. They were... She's then on 30 Rock with oh, Jack right. McBrayer. Yeah. They yeah. have a whole episode uh-huh. together uh, where she plays a visually impaired person who (laughs) all right um, she finds him ugly well she yeah she falls in love with him but um kenneth the page is too nervous to talk to her so tracy follows them around and acts as jack's voice and then she feels jack's face and it's like sorry i have to go (laughs) i don't like you the way you look that's funny Um, a very funny 30 rock yeah storyline yeah what what did you what do you find to be some of the core comedic theories in this movie? Uh, I mean, it's primarily almost observational, just related. Mm-hmm. Not observational in the sense of like you know what's the deal with this or that, but um, 
It's no no Jerry. No, what? That's the deal with uh, Hawaiian resorts. That's the deal with my girlfriend dumping me <laughs> and going on vacation. Um, but it's all relatable, everyday humor. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily more more rigid. I think comedy theory based. Um, it's pretty much just like what would these real people say in this scene for the yeah. most part. I think. For me, I, I find that the the main driving force of this movie seemed to be the editing. Mm. That they use it in a lot, in a very different way than 40-year-old version. They definitely honed the improv mm-hmm. a lot more. Yeah, but a lot they, smoother. Yeah, very smooth. You wouldn't be able to tell really that 40%, 30-40% is improv. Mm-hmm. But they do a lot more like cutaway jokes. Mm-hmm. And this, which I find to be, like, helps with the pacing mm-hmm. of the improv. Right. The, like, they keep it quick. Yeah. You know, they cut away to a montage of Jason getting drunk at the bar and talking to people. Mm-hmm. They cut to him holding her purse at a bunch of events. Right. They cut to Kristen Bell and Russell Brand having, like, very weird Exaggerated sex. sex, yeah. Yeah. They do, like, a lot of cutaway bits. Mm-hmm. In a way, throughout the whole movie, which I think is nice that it's not top heavy or, mm-hmm. you know, act one or act two heavy, mm-hmm. that they kind of keep that going. And I think that adds a lot of energy to the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a, a version of this that could have been more of a showbiz satire, mm-hmm. but they, they kind of lean away from that pretty early on. Some other elements that I think we touched on it already, but... It is truly just the fact that the actors are so connected to these characters. Like in in the script or in the movie, there's references to Kristen Bell's character doing a movie about a killer cell phone. Well, apparently Kristen Bell had done a movie about a killer <laughs> cell phone. Um, they didn't know that when writing it, but but that became relevant. In the mm-hmm. script, Mila Kunis's character talks about the Kapua suite where Jason Siegel's staying and says, like, oh, no one can afford, the, afford that except the kids from that 70s show. Like, really? Yeah. Clearly some intentional, some not. Mm-hmm. But the humor is very much reliant on you kind of knowing who these people are outside of mm-hmm. the movie. But if that doesn't work for you, then the story still will on its own. Yeah, I find... I think this is probably one of the one of my favorite Judd type movies mm-hmm. because of the heart of it. Because mm-hmm. I think his movies always have a lot of heart and interesting social commentaries mm-hmm. and um, relatable humor and all of that. But this one is just so sweet in a way. Yeah. Like there are some goofy bits. The you know naked breakup scene right. and uh other and the like crazy sex and mm-hmm. stuff like that but jason siegel is just such a <laughs> sweet guy and i think that really comes through mm-hmm. i mean he wrote both the muppet movies i mean just the first one oh but, really yeah uh nick stoller i think wrote, wrote the second okay. one but yeah um but it's like <laughs> you know the big set piece at the end is a a puppet show right. <laughs> like yeah. it's a it's a very you can tell the 
the character is very different, I think, than a lot of the man baby characters mm-hmm. that are present in a lot of the Jun movies. Mm-hmm. Those movies, there tends to be a couple characters that kind of lash out. We talked about last week in mm-hmm. terms of talking about women. They kind of use derogatory language mm-hmm. and lash out because they've been hurt so bad mm-hmm. by women. But in this movie, there really isn't any of that. Jason Siegel is, he always kind of thinks the best of people or like mm-hmm. apologizes if he says something mean to mm-hmm. somebody. And, mm-hmm. and everybody's more just like, oh, I don't know if she's into you. Yeah. She's in customer service. Right. But hey, if you guys like hanging out, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, and even um, with the Sarah Marshall character, Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of sympathy shown to her that wouldn't be in most of these kinds of movies. Yeah. Um, it, it comes kind of late, but you do eventually get her perspective on the breakup in a way yeah. that that really helps uh, Jason Siegel's character grow as well, but also just kind of ends that relationship on a note of, oh, yeah, this guy was immature and would have been hard to be in a relationship with for a long time right and what is interesting about it is that it is a rom-com but you're right it's more about the breakup it's clever how you know for the first half of the movie he's chasing her Mm -hmm. he kind of wants her back but then it switches obviously in the second half where she is actually kind of jealous of him and Mm -hmm. mila kunis and Mm -hmm. she realizes that what she has with Russell Brand isn't actually anything mm-hmm. significant. And it gives, yeah, it just gives her character a lot more depth that is also sometimes lacking in mm-hmm. in Judd movies. Yeah. The, that character was certainly inspired by Linda Cardellini. Um, mm-hmm. It seems um, Jason Siegel and Linda Cardellini were in a long-term relationship following uh, the cancellation of Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly, in the script, the the Sarah Marshall character is several years older than than the Jason Segel mm-hmm. character, which is reflective of real life. I think they changed that um, for the movie itself. But I think the fact that it's pretty closely based on several real relationships allows him to be more more kind and nuanced than this is the the awful ex girlfriend character. Right? Yeah, kind of. Paul Rudd's character for most of mm-hmm. 40 Old Virgin until we find out that he's actually just kind of stalking Mindy Kaling. Yeah. You know? Right. Which is funny too, but then we don't really get much of Mindy Kaling's character. No. There's not really follow up to that. Yeah. I've no- I noticed in this movie too, there actually, there were a lot more like B, C, D stories mm-hmm. throughout. Mm-hmm. I think that must have been improv of, hey, Let's do a quick scene of these of right. Jack McBrayer and his wife mm-hmm. uh, trying to have sex, or like Jack McBrayer asking Russell Brand uh, for advice. You know, right. just kind of random scenes mm-hmm. with Jonah Hill and Russell Brand. And... Yeah, which leads to them doing a spinoff together, even right. though Jonah Hill is a different character than that. But I wish he was the same character. It's a funny character. Yeah, I agree. Anything else that you kind of noticed about the this movie? Hmm. Well, it's one of my faves, so yeah. I don't know. I, I 
it's kind of like at a certain point I don't notice much new because I have seen it so many, so many times. times. It's I thought it was interesting. It kind of it's a, it's a rom com, but not in the way that there are classic rom coms of this time like 27 dresses mm-hmm. and you know that kind of followed the rom-com formula very closely um i saw one critic described it as continuing a trend of rom-coms for guys which yeah yeah i yeah. mean because it, it's true it's you know he has his kind of confidant character in bill Hader, mm-hmm. and then eventually the resort people mm-hmm. but it, it kind of turns a lot of those tropes Mm-hmm. on new directions right i think because they give sarah marshall so much of mm-hmm. an arc as well it kind of doesn't feel as formulaic as a lot of rom-coms do. yeah one of the more formulaic elements is probably the mila kunis character mm-hmm. but but it it doesn't really <laughs> like this is a movie where it doesn't really matter to me that she's not like, she's certainly one of the less deep characters in the movie. Yes. Uh, and there are, at times, questions of, like, okay, so what's, what does she get out of this? And yet, I don't know, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. matter because it works. I wonder, I was wondering if they cut out a scene where she says that she wants to go to school somewhere, or... I don't know. Because at the end, she appears in L.A. and says, I'm actually looking at schools out here. And I was like, where did that come from? There's... They must have talked about that at some point and cut it out. Yeah, there's some more detail on that in the script. And there's okay. also a manager character in the mm. script who's sort of there to be like uh, sort of her rock, you know, like the person to be there to make sure that Jason Siegel isn't like taking advantage of her in any way, like someone oh. to defend, defend her interests more. But, I mean, she pretty much initiates most if not all of the relationship mm-hmm. for a long Definitely, time yeah beginning yeah she's not a very deep character but mila kunis is just very gives a great performance mm-hmm. so it really does work yeah, very charming very charming performance what were some of your favorite performances hmm i mean i don't think there's a single bad performance in this mm-hmm. you know despite what he's become it's a pretty clear star-making turn for Russell Brand. Like, yeah, I mean, he started. I have, I looked up today. How did Russell Brand become famous? Because I couldn't remember mm-hmm. if he was a musician. If he was like, <laughs> who was he? Um, but yeah, he was like a pretty big in the UK mm-hmm. on TV and yeah. stand up. And then this was his first kind of big American Super. movie that then led him to. Such amazing films as Get Him to the Greek, Arthur. <laughs> Arthur, the remake, <laughs> starring him and Greta Gerwig. <laughs> Russell Brand, Greta Gerwig, Helen Mirren. The fuck? <laughs> the trio. Uh, yeah, a classic. Yeah, he's... God knows what he's doing now. Very weird, man. Promoting anti-vax stuff on YouTube. And apparently some pro-Russian stuff in terms of the well ukraine war okay that makes my theory that he's being paid to promote anti-vax stuff interesting or have some more water i wonder yeah i think jonah hill is probably the funniest in the movie (laughs) honestly yeah he's good he is very funny although i love the little cameos from june diane rayfield yep carla gallows Mm -hmm. i mean jack mcfair and 
Phil Hader, very mm-hmm. funny. Of course. And Liz. Liz Kakowski. Yeah. <laughs> also very funny mm-hmm. as his sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some really good. They're definitely utilizing some just comedians that they know and like. Right. And in fun ways. Absolutely. What was the box office for this guy? It didn't do Bafobio. It did okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, the numbers that it put up, if they were the results of a R-rated comedy now, there would be dozens upon dozens of articles about how the blockbuster R-rated comedy is back. <laughs> but yeah. if you put it up against other Judd comedies or even other 2008 comedies, mm-hmm. uh, this made about 63 domestic, which again, is good. And about 105 worldwide on a budget of 30 million, so it certainly made a profit. But Step Brothers, which was a pretty divisive Will Ferrell movie at the time, cleared 100 domestic. Um, mm-hmm. Pineapple Express didn't do 100, but it did like 85, 90, and was a you know a comedy thriller specifically mm-hmm. about cannabis in 2008. Yeah. Um, Tropic Thunder clears 100 easily. Mm-hmm. It, it's was seen as a bit of a disappointment financially at the time. But since then, I think that's sort of been washed away because it's stuck around in the in a way that a lot of those other movies haven't. Yeah, from what I read online, too, it looked like they sold a lot of DVDs of this. Hey, it like, was the time where you could do that Almost still. $30 million Wow. Total in DVD and Blu-ray sales. Wow. That's no, pretty... that's just DVD. It didn't include Blu-ray. Wow. That's pretty great. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of extra now, money to add. Now, movies that. like that make $1.5 in DVD sales. If even. We're yeah. the only people that buy DVDs. It's true. Um. So, what did this movie kind of lead to? Anything... Well, it specifically led to a lot of collaborations between uh, Siegel and Nick Stoller. Five-year mm-hmm. engagement, which kind of bombs, but is a follow-up that isn't a classic the same way, but is certainly a worthy follow-up, I think. Um, they collaborate on other scripts as well. Um, it directly leads to a five-year period where studios want Jason Siegel to be a star mm-hmm. in a way that I don't know that he was ever necessarily comfortable yeah. with he did a lot of movies after this mm-hmm. bad teacher bad teacher gulliver's travels <laughs> gulliver's travels the muppet movies which he that sort of was his a passion yeah project, it seems. what he uses from the success of this to yeah get. um i i think it it certainly helps apatow movies be a little bit more more sensitive they, they always were but I wonder mm-hmm. if it impacts maybe um, like This is 40 yeah. or Funny People in some way. Five-year engagement, I think, also does a good job of kind of showing both sides of the relationship mm-hmm. in kind of a complicated way. Yeah, even more so in that regard. Yeah, because yeah. it is just about Jason Siegel and Emily Blunt mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah. Catapults Russell Brand into mm-hmm. movie stardom. He does. He does this. He does get into the Greek. He does hop, the the Easter movie. That hop two, right? As no. well? No, he's no. not. He wasn't invited back for hop two. I don't know that there even was a hop two. <laughs> but if there was, they should have called it hop, hop two. two. It. <laughs> hop to it. Hop to colon it. 
that's good. Pennywise is in it as well. Um, yeah, he does Arthur, a remake of a classic. That's man, what a bizarre choice. What a weird choice, because we've watched Arthur. You liked it. I didn't like it as much. Yeah. But I would never have guessed to bring that movie back of all movies. Yeah, I, I mean, it won one or two Oscars. Interesting. Which, but, I mean, I would never think to just remake any random comedy from the 70s or 80s, no. whether it's well regarded or not. Yeah, and then Russell Brand seemingly mysteriously died after <laughs> after doing some Despicable Me movies. I kind of feel like most people just know him from dating Katy Perry marrying her married wow. they were married for i think a couple of years wow now they're both in trouble now they are both in trouble i still like him a lot more than her oh yeah, yeah. i not i've never really been a fan of her but i won't say more about that because i don't want to get canceled online you don't want to get canceled by rick caruso poc rick caruso <laughs> you know russell brand's wikipedia is so long yeah, what do you got? A lot of drug drug use. A section. lot of well, I mean, it's sections on his his acting, his stand up, mm-hmm. presenting, which in the UK is when you host a TV show. Mm-hmm. Then movies, and then his personal life, and then his marriages, and then his political activism, and then his controversies. He was a genuine political activist in a positive way up until, I would say, early 2020. There was a documentary about his political activism Yeah. yeah. that went to uh, South by Southwest, I think. Mm. Anyway, this is, I imagine this will be one of the last times we talk about Russell Brand. <laughs> well, unless we do get him to the Greek eventually. True, true. Or um, Minions, The Rise of Gru. He's a voice in that. So was this movie before or after Superbad for Jonah? Uh, this was after. After. They, well, Superbad comes out August 07. This comes out April 08. So this is probably being filmed right around the time of Superbad mm-hmm. coming out. Okay, so it hasn't had a direct impact just yet, Superbad. Not, probably not, no. And then, of course, Kristen Bell continues to TV movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Mila Kunis, the same. Yeah, Mila more, Kunis kind of stepped away, it seems. Yeah. She could have a bigger career. I really like her. Mm-hmm. She's back with a new movie. Yeah, Netflix. the Netflix one? Mm-hmm. Hey, she was good in it. Yeah, luckiest girl well, in the world. world. And she's going to be in that 90s show. Mm-hmm. Doing a guest step or two. What would you give this movie out of five? I, I gave, you know, it's a favorite of mine. It's a, it's a five out of five on Letterboxd. What about you? A four and a half for me. Mm-hmm. I think fives are reserved for special place mm-hmm. in your heart movies. And I've come to this kind of late since we started dating. So mm-hmm. I, but I've really come to like it a lot. It's a great movie. Wonderful. Well, well, we'll start rating our movies. Yeah. Uh, should we... Would you like to announce what, what's coming up next week? Oh, boy. We got one of the best movies ever made. Uh, Bridesmaids, my favorite movie. 
ever. So I'm wow. I cannot wait to talk about it. I'm so excited to watch Bridesmaids again. Watch it every year. So I'm <laughs> very excited to get my viewing in for the year. Lovely. Bigly. Bigly. Huge. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Sure. I haven't made the accounts yet, but I imagine they're at Comedia del Cinema because I <laughs> doubt anybody has taken those names. Email us if you'd like at Comedia del Cinema at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Hire us to write your film or television show. Yes. Hire us to write stuff for you. We will. Um, subscribe to the show. Mm-hmm. And Send us five bucks thanks five bucks jordan dash wold on venmo <laughs> what's yours emily walborn on venmo send us some money you can follow you us can... on patreon <laughs> <laughs> i know we have one of those no we don't uh you can follow baxter on patreon our dog mm-hmm. he'll send you his newsletter every week wonderful and we'll see you next week for bridesmaids bye, bye.